Hello, everyone. Welcome to the final hour of our 11-hour marathon. Stephanie Haas, are you still with us? I am. Party. Uh, also in the room with me, very talented man from Baltimore, Ian Graham. Ian, how are you? I'm doing pretty great. And behind Ian, I like to place men behind other men. It's Jack. Jack's been with us the entire time. Jack's producing this show. Yay. Jack, Ian, meet Stephanie. Hi, Steph. Hey, Steph. Hello. I liked for you to meet men via 11-hour marathons. I appreciate that. I've met Steph before. You've met Steph? When did you meet Steph? Uh, we met at the uh, the Artisphere show. Oh, shit. Way back in wow. the day. Wow. That is yes. a long time ago. Yes. That was back when I was still the, I guess I'm still kind of the house band. You're but, literally yeah. being in the house band right now. Yes. And I'd like to appreciate you publicly. I appreciate you. Thank you. I feel very appreciated. Stephanie, I wanted you to be on the last part of the show with me because you're my one of my truest friends. Thank you. And I feel the loopiest now, and I need someone that understands me and understands who I Great. am and what I represent. All right. What should we get into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I represent? Oh, what do you represent? Um, yelling. Oh, Positivity. yes. Positivity. But also pessimism. Yes. But also optimism. Yes. It's pessimistic optimism. I am like Jeff Hardy. I am the charismatic enigma of podcasting. I have a substance abuse problem. No, that's, <laughs> that's a JK. I don't have a substance abuse problem. How many times did you think I had a substance abuse problem? Uh, I don't think ever. That's. I think you're just... Um, I wouldn't even call you a drunk. You just appreciate alcohol. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks for hiding that fact. <laughs> what are you up to this Saturday evening in the great city of Chicago in the OK state of Illinois? Oh, well, uh, I just got back from a kombucha-making workshop. And Shut the I'm... door! <laughs> yeah. You have too many it living was, things uh... in your apartment right now. Yeah, it was underwhelming then. But I do, <laughs> I do have a SCOBY. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Do you even like yeah, kombucha? Get... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cool. I live a fitness lifestyle. Uh, I don't know if for the listener at home, and uh, well, actually for the people in the room, because they might not remember how Stephanie looks, ripped. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got like a tight, swole body. Yeah, you got a tight, swole body. Now... Uh, during the first hour of this marathon, I described Ian Graham in the room right now as sinewy. Oh, like uh, like Finn Balor. Like Finn Balor. Finn Balor. So so sinewy to you, Stephanie House, is a compliment. Is that correct? Um, no, I think Finn Balor should eat a sandwich. No. I mean, I think most I think most people uh, appreciate a sinewy body. Yes, I don't. because I it, like a little beef. It means lean and muscular. That's a compliment. Yeah, but I, and everyone else I in the room was like, "That's mean." Last. I need someone who's going to last in a storm, you know? You're, so you're thinking about you wrestler Lance Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Remember when uh, we Finn went... is, like, so close to death all the time. He's just the hungry. Yeah, that's a problem. No, it's not. I like my men always wanting more. <laughs> Isn't that how you... Oh, oh, so you like Ryback. Oh, gosh. I didn't realize we were going to talk about this much wrestling with the last guest. This is great. I actually had on a, a, a local wrestling announcer. We did not talk about wrestling this much. <laughs> this is a much okay, wetter way to spend us. Saturday uh, night. I'm watching the premiere of Drag Race. Oh, how, um, wait, 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 hold on. Slow the fuck down. Was it on last night? Okay. Uh, Thursday. Oh, whoa. 
you've fallen off the wagon. Yeah, I've uh, I've had you know social activities to attend to. There's t- is it fair to say that there's too much drag race these days? Yeah, it's less exciting now. Yeah. So Stephanie Haas and, and I, I don't know if that's are uh, oh, big. Okay. We're cultural mavens. We understand what mm-hmm. the future is, and it was drag race for a long time. And I feel like the future's here, and it's not so great. There's just too much of a good thing. Yeah, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to like have favorites when they're just constantly churning out new people. So, Jack, Ian, have yeah. either of you seen Drag Race? No, I have not. Okay, why are you bigots? <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, I don't watch TV at all. Oh, you don't have the Ugh. internet in front of you I'm right a, now. I'm a movie guy. I'm a movie guy. You're, I don't watch. I don't watch TV shows. Did you see? Stephanie, what horrible movie am I thinking of? This is why you're on the show in the last uh, hour. Hurricane Bianca. Thank you. Have you seen Hurricane Bianca 1 or mm. Hurricane Bianca 2 from Russia with hate? No, sir. Thank you for calling uh, me, what sir. What about Cherry Bomb? Yeah, what about Cherry Bomb? No, I have not. What about A Star is Born, the spiritual no. sequel of Hurricane Bianca? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. The two of the stars of Hurricane Bianca are in A Star is Born. That's not a joke. Why did you laugh? Answer I me. Just found out. <laughs> I just found that out the other day. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I've seen Hurricane Bianca 1 and Hurricane Bianca 2 from Russia with Hate, but I've not seen A Star is Born. Well, yeah, that's the third That's the third in the series, so I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah. Like, why would you? That's stupid. Of course you haven't seen A Hurricane Star Bianca is Born. Hurricane Bianca 3, A Star is Born. Yeah, Hurricane Bianca 3, colon, <laughs> A Star is Born. Thank you, Ian Graham. You get it. Yes. So here's the thing. Stephanie, are you, do, you, do you like memes? Oh, I love memes. Okay, so this is what this I'm playing friend matchmaker here. Ian Graham is a married man, but memes ain't married, baby. Let's share it free and wide. Ian has the best memes. Stephanie, I think you need to be on Ian's meme list. Okay, great. Wait, is there is there like a mailing list for these? Could you please set up a mailing list, Ian, of just memes? (laughs) I'm not joking. Could you do this tonight? I can set up a Ian Graham's memes. Yeah. Memes for men and tiny letter. What's a what's a (laughs) word? For women with an M. Is there a wo- for mams? For men and mams? No. Ian Graham's yeah. mailing list of memes for men and mams? Madams. And madams. No, that seems that like. Sound. Madams sounds a little like brothely. Yeah, that's too binary. Why are you such a bigot, Jack? <laughs> this is your idea. Yeah, but I'm the one. It was my idea to call you a bigot. So why are you. <laughs> Do you see how I'm going to run and win for office? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of the offices they're just going to give me go away. Take this. Oh, Stephanie, I don't like you that you're eating uh drinking kombucha. Why? Uh it does not really gel well with your fitness lifestyle. It seems a little too hippie for me. Oh, well, okay, number 1, I have a strong hippie streak. Uh, I do have I do have a sage bundle. I thought that was a witch-based sage bundle. Yeah, but like, w- there's a there's a thin line between witches and hippies. Yeah, know? it's a real thick line of cool people on one side and losers on the other. <laughs> Which side of history are you on? Okay, wait. I need to give you some more information about this kombucha class. I think. I think um, you do. Because uh, it was it was run by the founder of this local kombucha company, um, who discovered kombucha uh, in his life in 2014 when he was playing in a highly competitive rugby league, Ooh. and he discovered. He, he discovered kombucha in Seattle while they were playing a game out there um, and, and realized he needed an alternative to Gatorade in his life. Uh, 
And this was not a workshop so much as a PowerPoint presentation, mostly about his life, um, which included a quote from him. He quoted himself in his own PowerPoint presentation about himself. Okay, so I kind of like this egomaniac. He sounds pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, somehow kombucha is supposed to fit into his fitness lifestyle. It's supposed to be some kind of a, an energy drink replacement, but the details on that are real hazy. Uh, the quote that he, that he included in the presentation was, um, I believe in the power of human potential, but it's going to take more than sugar and water. And then he read that to us and said, I said that and I still believe it. <laughs> oh, is that it? Is that, is that the punchline? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, were no, there is no other information on how kombucha is going to tap into human potential. How does we were it... just supposed to get that. Okay. How much did this cost? Too much money. Tell me it how much money. $35. Oh, that's $35 not... $35 just to watch the presentation. Oh, you didn't get like the SCOBY with it? No, that was extra. Did you pay extra for the SCOBY? Yeah, because I want kombucha, <laughs> and I didn't want to have to go to a second location. How does it feel to be at the uh, top of the pyramid scheme? <laughs> You know, it's going to feel great when I'm <laughs> hooking scobies to everyone I know. Oh, man. I'm really worried about you now. <laughs> oh, man. What do we do? You probably should be. Oh, man. Did you go alone? No, I went with my friend Alyssa. How does it feel to bring a second person into a pyramid scheme? <laughs> oh, it was her idea. Oh, no. You're the sucker. You're the mark. You're the fucking mark. How does it feel to be a fucking mark? It feels like I'm a part of something bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud, and I hope you heard. I hope you heard. Yeah, I did. It felt good. Oh. So, clearly, this... Uh, you know that kombucha does not thrive in cold weather, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They recommend buying a seedling mat. You know It'll it's... raise the temperature of your kombucha about 10 to 15 degrees. You know it's still March in Chicago, right? Yeah, but you don't brew it outside. Yeah, but your place is still going to get cold. I keep it at a, at a, at a, I, I can't think of an adjective, 71 degrees. Did you have to walk over to your thermostat to see how hot it was in your apartment or your unit? No, I was just, I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of a, a like a real fun adjective, but all that came to mind was like tepid, and that's not, that's not the word. Balmy. Balmy is the word a you were balmy. looking for. Balmy. Oh. You're clearly not like at the best part of the pyramid in this pyramid scheme. I don't like. I haven't had any kombucha today. So that's you know, what's my lacking. Brain is not thriving. That's why your yeah. brain isn't thriving. You need to play uh, some rugby and then listen to a man that has been clearly concussed while he lies about you in his presentation. Yeah. That's cool. It's got all that. It'll you know. It's got all that brain inflammation. And he <laughs> That's what I like to call electrons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I should watch Drag Race tonight when I get home? Yeah, probably. So then I can text you and your wife about it. Yeah. It's cool to talk about your loved ones with about your future loved ones, drag queens. That's not a thing people yeah. say. I'm losing it, lady. You want to try that one again? How nope. the show been? <laughs> Medium. This is better than last year's show. It's not nearly as hectic as last year's show. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, that was Jack on the mic right there. Uh, Jack is, is the only one that's actually sat through two of these. We did one last month that was a live show. 
And that was a lot of fun, but it was very different. Is that fair to say? Because Ian was the house band for a few hours of that. Yeah, yeah. That one was a lot of fun. So that one was like 11 monologues and like 10, no, like nine comics and like six bands. I would imagine it's very draining for you. That was different because I had to like prepare every monologue. And you've been to the live show. You know how weird it could be and how good it could be. And literally no one else was there at 11 a.m. when we started because I didn't realize that the bar didn't open until 11 a.m. Yeah. So for the first hour, it was literally like staff setting up while we're doing the show. But then it was fine from like 3 to 7. And then from 7 to 10, it was bad. Why? It took on a physical dark tone. Like once it got dark outside and they shut off the certain lights and it was just like stage lights, it got not antagonistic, but just like weird. It went from like this like fun full room, everyone's having a good time, and then Ian leaves, and then like a, an hour later it got weird. Which is oh. not normally the experience. Normally I show up and then yeah. things are <laughs> get dark and weird. But I am like <laughs> It was good because Allison co-hosted the first three hours, and that those were good, and it was nice and quiet, and it was like a great way to transition in. And she did the first three hours today, and I think we might have actually been a little louder here in this studio than we were live on stage. And then Ian, and then there was like an hour with no co-host, and then Ian came in, and he was the house band for like three hours, I think? Two, three hours. Two or three hours, and it was a lot of fun. And then Jen Tisdale came in and co-hosted, and, uh, and I got really antagonistic. Uh, and then the you last... Did? <laughs> hey, Jack, someone learned timing. It took you 11 hours, but you figured it out. I'm proud of you. Um, and clearly, I, I am essentially the dad in this situation, and I say when people should be proud and everyone else's opinion does not matter. Anyways, uh, and then Jen and I were doing it, and it, like, I was completely sober, and I don't think anyone else was, and a lot of the guests came high. And... I am okay with people smoking whatever they want, whenever they want, except when they have to make conversation into microphones in front of people. That doesn't yeah. tend to work out well. Yeah. And it really bothered me. And the fact that it happened like the last three guests in a row is not a good sign. And like they're nice people and I like them as people and I would happily have them on again. But in that 11 hour package, it just did not work. If they were like the first three hours, that would have been perfect. But to close with that, when I need some energy and some feedback, it did not go over well. And then it got so weird at the end of the show because there's this guy, Mr. Daywalker, uh, really great set. I really like his music. Jack, you're nodding your head. Yes. Do you know who I'm talking I, I about? I know him, yeah. Do you know him personally? I mean, no, no. He's, been, just a, know he's his been a guest here a few times. Yeah. yeah. Good music. Like, I, I kinda, it kind of reminds me of a, like a, a crunchy white boy trying to do Sade. Is that fair? That's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah that's like, good. you could put, like, like play some music of Sh Mr. Daywalker right now so Stephanie has an Sade idea. Sade is a white man uh, at Burning Man, maybe. Yeah, kind of. And, and like, okay. that on paper sounds bad, but I want you to hear this song, Stephanie, because it's not bad. It's some pretty good music. And then once we play some of this Mr. Daywalker, I'll chime in about what made it so weird and then the last I'll half hour. I always need you. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sweet poppy. Don't you stop it. I always need you. Okay, so Stephanie, you get it? That's an accurate description. Right? Yeah. I love it. Like, That's great. I thought it was great, but he, and I told every single guest this, Ian could definitely test this. This is an 11-hour marathon. We need to try to do every setup and tear down within five minutes because we can't just stop. So 
everyone that's playing, regardless of your setup, try to dumb it down. Make it as simple as possible. And most everyone did. It's like, well, I usually have an electric guitar with a bunch of pedals, or I'm just going to play acoustic. Or uh, I usually play an accordion, then I switch from to ukulele. I'm just going to play accordion, that kind of thing. Mr. Daywalker did the opposite. He brought a 60-pound, very heavy Korg keyboard, which is a very large keyboard. It sounded amazing. And then for the first time ever, he brought a giant kick drum and a snare. And so in addition to playing keys, he hit the snare drum and kicked the kick drum while singing. That's a lot. Wow. So, something he had never done before. Oh, my God. That's a bad idea. And he's like, I thought this would be cool. And you know what? It was cool. But... <laughs> Because of his in, it, his setup was like 15 minutes, and I was like, listen, man, I can't wait. I did my monologue literally around him while he was setting up. So in that time, the room went from like 30 to 40 people to the, by the time he was actually set up, because there was a few minutes of like weirdness, we had like eight people left. Oh, I've been there before. So we walked oh, no. like 22 people in like five to ten minutes because a lot of people thought we were just done, which is totally reasonable to think. The lights, it's now dark. There's a guy, is he setting up? Is he tearing down? This thing that's been going on for 10 and a half hours, is it over? But the only people... And that's usually how you end your shows, to be fair. Yes, it actually is not <laughs> that a incorrect. Microphone while someone's moving equipment around. Um, and then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to let the music open that hour. So from like 9.15 to 9.30, because we were late on the start, he's playing, and now the only people left in the room, other than like six people are this couple and this couple is on a tinder date nice. oh wow oh no and they know that they're at a show because recently at live shows i've been there's a little piece of paper that goes you're at a live show hello and it's pretty much like an instruction of like what the fuck you're seeing if you don't want to be here like we totally understand that you could go talk downstairs you could talk outside if you really super need to talk in this room please don't but go to the back in the bar we could barely hear you because we're recording like we know this is weird we're sorry Please enjoy it. If you want to buy the performers a drink, that's fine. Blah, blah, blah. That kind of stuff. You understand this, right, Stephanie? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So they're on a Tinder date, and they and and she is peacocking. She is dominating the conversation, and I know this, and everyone else in the room knows that this woman is dominating the conversation because there are six people in the room that had never heard of the show before. They read about it in the Washington Post. They're like, we're here to see the show. What the fuck is, are these two doing? We've sat through like three hours of this. And all of a sudden, we can't sit through this. They finally leave. But I don't say anything because if I say something, it's going to make it weird. They leave about five minutes into me and Diamet, our last actual guest, about seven minutes after Mr. Daywalker's done. And I'm like, are they gone? And everyone in the room is like, yeah. And then I just snap. And it's like a good, you could listen to it now. It's in the podcast feed. There's a good like 10 minutes of like, what is that? Who is that for? What are they doing? We all agreed. And there was a consensus in the room that they were clearly on a Tinder date. We all knew that they read the paper because we all of us in the room saw them reading the paper. Yet they decided to stay and talk progressively louder over the music. Holy shit. This is a very DC thing to do. And that's what I don't understand. If you're on this date and it's going well, wouldn't you actually want to talk to someone and make eye contact and like see where this could go? Number one. Number two, if you hate something so much and you're going to sit through it, you sit through it till the end. Number three, if you wanted to heckle, heckle. Just fucking do it and we could deal with it. Number four, you could get the exact same drink at a level below. There was not one reason for them to do what they were doing and I'm still a month later confused of why that transpired. So that was the last hour of the marathon. I mean, I can say as a guy who played in bands in D.C., people would pay 
upwards of $10 to see me and other bands and do the exact same shit. And I don't think that's a nationwide thing. Maybe no. that's a New York thing. Maybe, Jack, I, that's a New York thing. I don't think so. Okay, it's definitely not a Chicago thing, Stephanie. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, but... Okay, uh, you don't want to give these people attention because they're bad. Yes. But would you ever consider asking them what they are up to? Why yes. they're doing what they're doing? Yes. I feel like that's happened a few times on shows. We've so done that on the show, and usually it backfires. Usually it gets really weird for everyone else in the room, and when that happens, the show is over. The show is intent. It's like it's over because, like, where do you go from there? We're not going to pretend huh. that that didn't just happen. We now have to focus on this. It's the elephant in the room, and I and I explained clearly and I hope concisely why I didn't see anything because when I have said to somebody like, "Hey, thanks for being here, but like, you don't have to be here," uh, it never goes well. Yeah, and also it was nine. They were bad between like. 9.15 and 9.30. And the Wonderland Ballroom gets loud at 10. So it's like, even if they were here for like the DJ thing, it's like, I'm kind of in the wrong like to expect these people to be quiet after dominating a room for 10 and a half hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't know how to handle it other than like, let's all acknowledge our shared weirdness and now we're going to have fun. And the, the people that stuck through it were like, fuck those people, you were right. And we were all on the same page. And I'm like, and I told D, I'm like, you have to stay with me until we leave now because they're going to want to fight me if they heard me. Somebody, she's going to want to yell at me or throw a drink at me, or he's going to want to fight me. Like, or they're gone. It's one or the other. They weren't going to be like that was a uh, a great experience. You see what I mean? Right. Yeah. Anyways, drag race. <laughs> drag race. No, but that's that's how the show was. I'm like, that's what I'll remember. I'm going to remember that experience, and I'm going to remember people getting too high too early. And ever long. And ever long. Do you think they're do you think people just get high before they do things now? Or do you 100%. think it's about the casual nature of your show? No, it's not has nothing to do with my show. It has a hundred percent of this is how they live and yeah. and Jack can attest to this. People now just come here at all hours. Cause what show shows start here at ten AM, is that correct, Jack? Yep. They're high. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah a, there's some people come It's here a day to day thing. Yeah. Ian, how often are you getting high? Uh, not so much anymore, but for a while, a lot. It's like every day, right? Yeah. And and everyone that was high on my show, it wasn't like, oh, it's Saturday night. It's like, no, no, I just, no, I'm high. This is now my They thing. woke up and got high, then had breakfast, yeah. and Man, then got see, high again. Even when I was smoking a lot, I would never get stoned for like an interview or a public appearance or something where I had to interact with people socially like that. See, I think that's the sign of a, a responsible person. <laughs> Yeah. Or it's just someone that understands how to be on mic and like some of these people don't understand how to be on mic. Sure. But either way, like I'm not here to get anybody in trouble for how often they're getting high. I don't want to get anybody in trouble for how often they're getting drunk. But like this is a very like dad thing to say. Don't you want to present your best self? Uh, that's, a, that's Yeah, I think that's yeah. reasonable. It's not complicated. To me, it's not complicated. Yeah, and I've, I've considered I consider doing a show a form of work and you don't you don't go high to work. Well, that's the thing. You hosted a weird show. You did a show called Comedy Secrets, and a lot of people like shared some dark stuff. And for some reason, I figured like it'd be more than okay for people to do that show really drunk or really high because they were saying stuff they might be maybe ashamed about. Uh, I think that happened less than you would expect. Okay. There, I mean, definitely people would drink during it, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the performers were any more drunk than on a normal show. 
Do you miss... You don't do that show anymore, correct? No. Do you miss it? Um, yes and no. It was, it was really rewarding to do, uh, and, and people generally liked the opportunity to dive into stuff where they didn't have to expect laughs every few seconds. Yeah. Um, but it was also... It was hard to book. How so? Because you have to find people who have a dark story that they want to tell. Do you or, rem- and and you know they have to they have to have the content and they also have to be willing to share the content. Do you feel weird saying content? Uh, I mean, it feels sleazy, but also it's, it's just the word that came to mind. That's fair. Uh, when it, when I'm called a content creator, I go, I failed. Yeah. I didn't do a good job. I failed. I shouldn't have ever. But it's literally like I'm relying on other people for the content of the show. You sure. Know? It's, the, it's the truest form of the word content. Ugh, you sound like an in- <laughs> you sound like an influencer. You have to have you have to have people who have stories. You have to have people who have good stories. I don't know. You could have liars. Yeah, you know what? I never thought of that. Just have liars. I feel like a story yeah. is a story, and a liar is content. Oh, oh! Look at that deep shit right there from Ian Graham. Someone's high. <laughs> Ian, did you get high today? No. Did you eat Taco Bell today? I did. What, what are you doing then? That's awesome. Living your best fucking life. Living That's my what best you're doing. goddamn yeah, life. Damn wow. right. Are you going to get Taco Bell on the way home? I'm considering it. That's so cool. Uh, I want to paint a picture you for Taco you. Taco Bell cantinas out there? No. Uh, no, no, no. We don't have the... No, no. Where can I get Taco Bell on Taco Bell? The best Union taco... Station. Th- no. Hmm. That's the only one you can get it in D.C. That's mm. the only one in D.C., yeah. It sucks. Shit. Yeah, you got to go out to uh, to Odenton out in Maryland to get the good Taco Bell. That's going to be tough for me right now. Yeah, we are city folk here. Ian's in Baltimore. <laughs> Ian, do you want to tell the listener at home what you did before you got Taco Bell? Uh, I went to the Rite Aid and went to the ATM. Yep. And then I dropped my wife off at work. That's right. And then I drove from Baltimore to Taco Bell. You, you did? Oh, and I got a new headlight for my, for my car. Where did you go? AutoZone. He got into the AutoZone, ladies and gentlemen. That's that is what right. men I do. The, I got in the zone. They get in that fucking auto. They get in the zone. The AutoZone. How does that sound scary? I mean, no, well, it is. It is. What, have, you really? been, have you been to the zone? The AutoZone? I've tiptoed in the zone you once. You haven't twice. lived in the zone. Playing that zone defense <laughs> in AutoZone? <laughs> You um, go to the hall. I've been committed to the zone. I've never committed. My mm-hmm. dad knew a shitload about cars, so oh. and I don't like. I don't know. Like he tried You're, to teach me, but I yeah. do not know. So like, it's extra intimidating because like all the dad issues come out at the same time. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a lot of zone. It's a it's a zone. The auto zone. The auto zone. We've established it's the auto zone. Stephanie, have you been to the auto zone? <laughs> Ah, oh, I've, I've been to an AutoZone. No, wait. No, I haven't been to an AutoZone. I went to a Pep Boys and I got confused. Oh, yeah. Pep, those boys are a little too peppy for me. That's yeah. what I've always said about Pep Boys. A little too peppy for me. I did learn how to replace my windshield wipers recently. Oh, fuck yeah. fuck yeah. Here's the thing about that. If you screw that up, you are in danger. Wait, really? Think about it. That's one of the, oh, like, one of the most important parts of the car. When it's raining, if you can't clear the rain. Oh, well, yeah. I thought. I guess I thought you meant you would break the car somehow. You, well, no, you might die. Creedence Clearwater Revival yeah. have a whole song about not being able to see through the rain. That's true. <laughs> Everyone in the room is like, it, it took them a second. They're like, that's good. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Hey, Jack, will you do me a favor and play the... Is it Cameo? Oh, I sure will. Play the Cameo. So, Stephanie, do you know about Cameo? Uh, the band? <laughs> You're the second wow. person to say that. The first was Haywood Turnip Seed Jr. <laughs> no, Cameo is a site that you use for celebrities and people that like to think they're celebrities. Oh, to yeah. Okay, so they did a yeah. Cameo. So, Jack, wonderful producer Jack... Got me a cameo during this. A mere like two hours ago. A two, we found out, we learned about cameo, and he got me a cameo, and it cost him five dollars. And here's the cameo. Yo yo yo, Tony Ricky here, pro wrestler. Yo yo yo, and this is for you, Brandon. What is going on? What is up? How are you? And let me tell you something. Congratulations! Eleven hour radio marathon. That is huge. Wow, that's a lot of interviewing. Let me tell you. Hey, you know what? The Billy Corrigan jokes, love it. Loved it. And let me tell you something, too. Keep up the good work, buddy. Keep it up. Keep doing it. Tony Ricky here, and I want to give you a yo, yo, and yo, Brandon, yo! <laughs> that was legit scary when he played that. Man, I had no idea what was going on. I like that he said 11, hour, 11 hours of interviews. That's a lot. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's I, done it. Yeah, He's I, I want to know what, when he did 11 hours of interviews. Let me tell you, that's a hell of a value for five bucks. <laughs> that's what I was... It seems like too much work for five dollars. That was good. Uh, Did you learn about a cameo from friend of the show, Joe McAdam? Oh, no. I Well, that's the thing. We had already played two of... We played the Bam Margera cameo not knowing it was cameo. Oh. You just thought Bam Margera sincerely wanted to promote our friend Joe's... <laughs> <laughs> as Paul Stanley or whatever, or, or as Gene Simmons. Yes. <laughs> I thought that there was some mutual friend I couldn't figure out, is what I thought. In fairness, Bam probably needs any money or plugs he can get right now. Why? Is he not doing well? Oh, yeah. No, he's went, he's went through a lot of like alcoholism. and That doesn't sound like the Bam I know. I think you need to <laughs> apologize to both Billy Corgan and Bam Margera. We're starting where we ended, guys. Oh, by the way, I Stephanie. I think he's airbnb being his house now. What? He is. Oh, f seriously? Yeah. This is yeah. so no, I, depressing. I have, I have mutuals. We can we can make this happen. You have mutuals. Oh, that's good. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. Stephanie, uh, Ian's a professional skateboarder and runs a skateboard company, so he knows, he, like, this got real sad. Yeah. This got real sad. Oh, man. Would you date a skateboarder, Stephanie? Uh, I have, yeah. How oh, was sorry. that? Uh, I, I don't know. I think skateboarding's hot. It's cool. <laughs> I wish I knew how to skateboard. That's cool. All right, well, would you like to apologize to Billy Corgan? No, he seems like a bad guy now. Yeah, I don't think you need to add the qualifier now, but I don't. Um, I, that's how the show opened 11 hours ago, and I think the goal is to get every woman in the world to apologize for Billy Corgan for reasons we don't understand. <laughs> I think that's a good way to live a life. I'd like to buck that trend and demand an apology from Billy Corgan. Oh, wow. You know what's sad? You're the first person to consider <laughs> that. <laughs> Let me count how many people I've asked this to. Oh, man. Has everyone else apologized to Billy Corgan? I think um, only 
You're the 25th person to actually say he apo- he should apologize to me, and two people apologized to Billy Corgan. Who was it? Me and uh... no, I don't think you apologized. No, you oh, did, you yeah. apologized via computer. Oh, that's right. You didn't technically apologize. I didn't. Um, that's true. I think Jamie Benedi apologized and Kate Flaherty apologized. No, Kate did. Yeah. So it was uh, both weak people. And Tony Ricca loved it the whole bit. <laughs> Tony Ricca, huge fan. He said I should keep having people apologize. To Billy <laughs> I wonder if he's worked with Billy Corgan. I wonder if he what he thought of that. I mean, I thought he was probably confused. I was worried that putting Billy Corgan in there would make him not do it. Like maybe it's not worth the five bucks because who knows? No, he went for it. How do I spell I mean, that? Five dude? bucks is five bucks, you know. I guess. Let me see if he's ever worked with. Do him they again. set the price or? Yeah, do they you set the price. Make an offer. Okay. Yeah, he's going too low. How do I spell Tony Ricca? Tony R I C C A. And I don't. It does not seem like he's worked with Billy Corgan. It also doesn't Here seem like go. he knows how to pronounce his own. He last has name. wrestled Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was a jobber in the WWE. Yeah. That is not who I pictured. Let me see. That's not who I pictured at all. I get. No, I bet he has worked with him. I bet he has worked with. Uh, uh, you know, Corgan. it really is worth the five dollars for him because he's getting all this promotion now. Yeah, because he's got his own new promotion that he launched last year, Showtime Wrestling. We've talked so much about Tony. Yeah, Tony, good job, man. <laughs> good job. He's in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Do you think he tuned in after getting this this cameo? I hope he has. Good for Tony. Good for Tony. Big fan. He's a writer too. <laughs> Maybe he has done what 11 he written? hours of interview. He's written for stuff for HuffPost, Thrive Global, and ESPN. Huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. His daughter <laughs> is, a, is a gymnast, and she won some international world championship in the 12-year-old's division all-around champion and bar champion in Orlando, Florida. Tony, you have a great life, <laughs> and I want to thank you for spending some time with us this evening. He's a, he has an action figure. <laughs> Listen, we all have action figures. Calm the fuck down. Oh, wow. That's not a good one, though. Um, <laughs> He's got five bucks from me. Thanks, buddy. That's good. Tony, that's what true friends do. They, uh, they, they, they make messages about how you're the best for $5 a pop. <laughs> Hell yeah, Tony. Tony, you're living the life. I get it. I would legit be afraid if Tony Ricca came in the bar I worked at <laughs> because I could actually think I would lose in a fight to Tony Ricca. Thanks, Tony. Do you think there are any pro wrestlers that you could beat in a fight? Oh, yeah, most. <laughs> really? Most. I'm very strong and <laughs> agile. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, in the current WWE roster, could I actually beat anyone in a fight? Yeah, let's go with that. Vince. I could beat up Vince. Yeah. I could beat up Vince McMahon. You could talk Daniel Bryan out of the fight. Yeah, we'll just talk about how he's an idiot because he liked Jill Stein. Yeah. Uh, that's no bond it. bond over cardigans, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's the only one I could beat in a fight is Vince McMahon. Everyone else could uh, murder me pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's, that's accurate. Yeah. Am I a better human than all of them? Most of them, yes. I am not a better human than Roman Reigns, who has successfully gone into remission. Uh... I see. I, when was the last time you watched the product, Stephanie? Um, I watched uh, the Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, and then my mom texted me to let me know that 
remembering cancer had gone into remission. Okay, so, so you that's knew, about as updated as I am. It was for the first time ever. The Shield theme song made me tear up. Wow. Dun it, I'm like tearing up. Like you could do it. You're inspiring so many children, Roman. <laughs> You're a good dad. You're gonna have so many more teacup parties with your daughter. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm back in, man. That made me emotional. It made me feel so good. And then instantly it left. It, 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 it was like one of the top 10 WWF, WWE moments of all time. Hands down. What happened on Monday night? Wow. It was like a 15-minute segment because it was the first time he was like legit real since the sadness in October. And I just kept thinking about his daughter. And that made me so happy for him. And yeah, that's understandable. I think it actually will inspire a bunch of people, and that makes me really happy. And I have no shame in saying that. So, Roman Reigns, good job. Well done. Well buddy. done, Roman. Real name Joe. There's a guy. In, Joe. There's a real there's, Joe Reigns. There's a guy in WWE <laughs> named Samoa Joe, not Roman Reigns. <laughs> His name is not Joe. Very, very weird world we live in. Roman Samoa Joe Reigns. Yes. So, I think we're going to end it soon. After 11 and a half more hours, we're doing a double. I tricked everyone. Surprise. Right. We're doing a double. Working the night shift. Play it you backwards. food breaks when you do this. No food breaks. Brandon hasn't eaten anything, wow. really. And I've had two RX bars because mm. I'm ripped. I had a burger. Shredded, Which flavor? Bro. I had a new one. I had a, uh, a classic like chocolate one with nuts or whatever, and then I had this like strawberry one. And no drinks for you other than water. A lot of coffee. Oh yeah, coffee I've gone and water. A lot of coffee and water. I've just had a burger and scotch. <laughs> I want to make it clear that Jack is single <laughs> and ready to fuck. <laughs> yeah, after that burger, yourself. oh yeah, you got that fuck fuel in you. <laughs> oh, this is now the Joe Rogan podcast. Hey, calm down. Close that third eye, bro. I could beat Joe Rogan in a fight. <laughs> Easily. Laugh all you want. All I have to do is read. It's not. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, the worst. Who would have thought that like the fifth lead in news radio would be the one determining culture? Right. Yeah. Me. I knew that. I picked him. I said, it'll be that guy. The host of Fear Is Factor. Andy Dick still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Andy Dick's got to be on Cameo. Andy Dick will pay you $69 to Cameo him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we look up that rate? Yeah, can we close with the rate of Andy Dick? I already know. It's $99. Did you really remember that? Yeah. Oh, wow. That that seems like a very accurate amount of how yeah, much yeah. it should cost for him. Basically. Yeah. $1 yeah. less than the competitors at 100 Right. That's, that's why smart. It's, that's why it's He's the Walmart out. of Cameo. That's... <laughs> No, I think Tony Rick is the Walmart of Cameo, and that's why he will succeed. Can't believe I got WWE legend Tony Ricca on this yo, show. Yo, yo, yo. pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. We're going to end with one song, not from you. You're done. Yeah. Ian, I want to thank you for spending so much time with us. You have to go, fun. You have to go pick up your wife, is that correct? Yep. Well, you're a good man to do that. That's what I hear. That's what I just said. Yeah. So what I'm saying. I would like to thank you for doing that. Uh, Stephanie, I want to thank you for being an actual friend of mine as opposed to all these liars and fakes I've been talking to for ten and a half hours. <laughs> that was mean. Thank that you for was being a friend mean. of mine. I'm right here, Brandon. That was so mean. I'm so sorry. Both of you were at my wedding. That's true. That was, it's been a nice day. I, I'm, I'm glad that Jack was willing to sit through this again, and I thank him for that. 
Uh, my pleasure. And I'm glad that the scotch didn't make him nearly as angry as I thought it would, because you said it was going to make you angry. I think I got the... I wasn't angry at all. I no, got, I don't I think got, you were I angry. I got kind of fun. At all. I talked about Tinder. I think we should close with the shortest song that I sent you. It's okay. a Daniel Knox song. Now, the music that you've been hearing for the last 11 hours when we come in is it's called 28 Minutes for Brandon Weatherby. It's a Daniel Knox song. Uh, that's available on all streaming services. His brand new album is called Chasing, and I'm a big fan of it. This is not from Chasing. This is a Mr. Rogers song that Daniel Knox decided to play for me at the Hungry Brain in December of 2014. It's a Mr. Rogers song. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a wonderful night. I'm angry. I'm angry. And I can tell you why. The reason that I'm angry is because somebody made me feel very small. And all of a sudden, I cried, I almost lied and said I wasn't scared But I was scared And now 